welcome listeners welcome to episode 211 of never on the backfoot podcast after the announcement of the squad for the asian games 2023 the much awaited schedule of the asian games 2023 for cricket is finally revealed the board of control for cricket in india bcci will be sending both the men's and the women's teams to compete in the asian games the women's matches will begin first on 19th september and will conclude on 27th september the men's matches however will start from 28th september and span up to 7th october in this episode we will comprehensively evaluate the squads on the podcast today we have v nichita She is a cricket enthusiast and is currently pursuing her final year of masters in media and communication studies from Christ Dean to be university. She aspires to be a sports presenter and commentator. Watching cricket and discussing it is her passion and soon going to be her profession. Without further ado, let's get started. Hi Nichita, welcome to Never on the Backfoot uh, podcast. Now this was obviously a much needed collaboration and I'm so glad that it's finally happening. So to kickstart our discussion, how are you doing today? Hello, Neha. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. And I know it was a very, very long time since we were <laughs> planning to do this. And yeah, I'm so happy to be here and discuss cricket, like for which we are here. So yeah, so so good to have you too. Absolutely. I mean, uh, so cricket is something that really uh, bonds us and our topic for discussion is the Asian Games squad that was recently announced uh, by the BCCI. So to kickstart the discussion with the men's squad uh, analysis, now uh, the men's squad that has been chosen for this Asian Games is obviously a second string one, right? You have Ruturaj Gaikwad who's leading the squad and so many young and uh, fresh faces as well. So uh, what are your initial remarks to uh, start the discussion? So, uh, as you told that Rituraj Gaikwad is leading the squad this time and uh, this is something very uh, different for me because it was it is, it is almost the time when the main Cricket 50 over World Cup will also happen yeah. and the A-lister stars which we know them as, the top ones like Rohit, Virat, Hardik, mm-hmm. these all will be representing India uh, for the World Cup and on the other hand the young India the youth of the and the future of Indian cricket will be representing us in the Asian game hmm. so it is something really good to see and the way they have backed the young players this time uh, it is incredible because each and every one who's there in the squad has performed incredibly in the IPL and actually I think the IPL has set a base for these players so that yeah. they can come and perform so good hmm. and yeah that's what I think absolutely I really love this point that you brought in of how you know youngsters who have performed really well in the domestic setup and the IPL have been uh, given chances and an exponent of that definitely has to be Yashas Jaiswal. right now the man's been in a purple patch lately he has scored runs in bulk for his domestic side followed it up with an amazing IPL performance and now you know even versus the West Indies we really see him uh, middling the ball beautifully so how happy are you with his inclusion I'm very happy to see Yashasvi play for India because uh, I've been seeing him play for the past two, two and a half years. And uh, especially in IPL, what I saw, of course, in domestic circuit as well, he has been performing incredibly well. But uh, in the IPL as well, in the last season also, there were a few uh, match-winning knocks that he played. And that was one of the reasons why his uh, franchise retained him. Hmm. for the season as well and this year's IPL performance was something else not only Yashasvi but also all the young players that uh, that are included in the squad uh, suppose Jitesh and Rinku Singh and Rahul Tripathi hmm. each and every one this time performed so well in the IPL that it was it would have been unfair if they would have not been selected for the Indian team this year so it was exceptional I'm so so happy to see him included in the team I agree. And uh, talking about people who really deserve chances has to be that of Rahul Tripathi, right? He's one of your more uh, hardworking cricketers in the circuit. Now, he has been uh, for long such a consistent force to reckon with as well. You also have the likes of Tilak Varma, who has been quite impressive. So, uh, what are your thoughts on their inclusion and the impact they can potentially have on the team? Uh, Rahul Tripathi is one of those players who has been playing... Uh 
in the domestic circuit as well as the IPL for a really long time now, before even Tilak Verma and Yashasvi made their spot. And uh, I think he has a bit of an experience to tackle the tricky situations because I think I remember this game in I think 2017 or 2016 probably. Hmm. Uh, there was this game when Rahul Tripathi was uh, uh, playing for uh, Pune Super Giants hmm. and he played a match-winning innings and that game brought that team to the like led the team to the finals. So uh, it is some it is very good that he has that experience of playing in pressure situations. That will help us a lot in such global events because when you're playing at the uh, international level with international players, it is important to have some sort of an experience in your team uh, because that brings in a lot of confidence, and especially in the lower middle order. Rahul Tripathi mm-hmm. usually bats in the lower middle order. Uh, that's what I have seen him mostly doing. So I think uh, they'll be much more, it'll give more confidence to the opening batsmen of the team so that they can go and show a lot of character when they are uh, playing. And especially uh, players like Yashasvi and Ruturaj, who usually, uh, especially in the T20 format, they usually go and they just want to play aggressive and be themselves and do not wait for a long time. Um, they'll Mm -hmm. get a lot of confidence because they know they have someone like Rahul Tripathi who has been in tough situations. If anything... um, if, if any calculation go wrong, goes wrong, uh, Rahul can come and help us out. Hmm. So it is really good to have him. And uh, talking about Tilak Verma, uh, Tilak Verma is uh, another exceptional player that I have seen in the past uh, two or three seasons. That he's been playing his his game and his graph of uh, uh, his batting has just improved, hmm. improved, improved. And uh, because he is also a part of Mumbai Indians, which is one of the most successful franchises in the IPL mm-hmm. and having mentors like Sachin Tendulkar and uh, all the greats, Zaheer Khan and everyone mm-hmm. around him has like literally groomed him. Of course, Rohit Sharma himself. Yeah. So the player has been groomed really, really well under these mentorships. So I think they should uh, make India proud and win the Asian Games. Uh, <laughs> they can do whatever they... Uh, they are... What can I say? They are... They have been... Um, playing so well that people have a lot of hopes attached to them. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll be pretty good with their performances. Absolutely. Uh, and another name that, you know, really has uh, caught everyone's attention has to be that of Rinku Singh, right? Now he's been your eye opener with uh, some really good performances in the IPL. And uh, a lot of people were surprised at his exclusion uh, from the West Indies series. But the management perhaps, you know, saved him for this squad to give him a longer run here and eventually, you know, see his performances and then promote him to the uh, big league, right? So time for him to make a statement perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think um, I was really, really stunned to see Rinku perform this well hmm. because I have been seeing Rinku Singh in KKR since a really long time. I think it's more than two or three seasons have passed and usually he did not get so many chances to um, perform and show his uh, caliber in the uh, in the larger uh, audience. And uh, this season was something else. Uh, I think this time also KKR was uh, trying a lot of permutations and combinations with their team. And I think Rinko Singh is one uh, such uh, balance that striked so Mm -hmm. well and gave them that uh, of course Andre Russell was also there in the side but uh, the way Rinko came in and performed uh, he completely uh, took away all the limelight of the team and he was the I think I think this season the only good thing that has happened to KKR was Rinku Singh. <laughs> because, uh, of course, the, the, it was a tough season for KKR, mm-hmm. but Rinku's performance cannot be overlooked at all. Uh, his performance, his batting, his power hitting, of course, there he needs a lot of grooming and training mm-hmm. from the um, Indian uh, team and the BCCI. And I'm sure uh, the BCCI is uh, doing that. And that's one of the reasons why they did not choose him for... Uh, the West Indies series because I feel they wanted to keep him for the best and I think if I'm not mistaken Asian Games will be a 2020 format. Hmm. I'm not sure of the format yet Hmm. and uh, if it is so then I think Rinku Singh is one of the best uh, that we can have in the lower middle order or as a finisher he can just come and finish games 
and it will be so entertaining to watch him play again because he is a superstar <laughs> he has uh, seeing him play uh, uh, reminds me of a uh, young hardik pandya or uh, maybe ravindra jadeja who has mm. who have been do, uh, winning matches for india and their uh, respective franchises for many many years so i think he is one of the next uh, indian all rounders or we can say a lower middle order batsman who can come and finish games definitely one to watch out for and earlier in the episode too you mentioned jitesh sharma right now he is quite yeah. underrated uh, as a player as well and his inclusion with that of prab simran uh, singh has come as a massive bonus because uh, with you know prab simran singh you also have uh, a keeper who shows uh, which shows actually a very proactive approach from the management as well to have alternatives for your main team keepers because with rishabh pant injured and uh, ishan kishan and sanju samson still you know on the ropes they're still being experimented there's still quite a lot of options that can be uh, uh, kind of explored as well so do you think this is a good investment um i feel jitesh and uh, prab simran both included in the squad is a really good approach that the management has taken because uh, i personally feel uh, rishabh pant was a very good um, alternative that team india got after ms dhoni retired uh but with his injury and i don't see him coming soon any time so i feel you need to be prepared with more and more keepers of course the management is grooming ishan kishan and kl rahul and uh, many such young keepers who can take that spot in the team because to be very honest after rishabh pant the spot for a wicket keeper batsman and the one like one of a finishers kind is missing in the team right now in the main yeah. indian team also i feel that mm-hmm. and with jitesh and prab simran coming in uh, to the indian squad of course they are not in the main squad right now but still for the asian games it's a really good uh, strategy that the team management has taken because jitesh's performance in this season um, of the domestic circuit as well as in ipl was really really good mm-hmm. um i have seen him his technically very brilliant and few of his shots remind me of yuvraj singh personally what i felt when i saw him play hmm. so it's really good to have someone like him in the team and uh, support it and yeah i think it's a very very good investment there that management has made this time absolutely and uh, talking of finishers too now you have shivam dube right he's been quite the revelation for uh, csk this season he seemed to come through on uh, major occasions thriving under pressure and really contributing uh, to his utmost capacity as well so what were your uh, initial reactions you know when you realized hey he's also going to be a part of the team and uh, a big bonus of course shivam dube is a bumper bonus not just a big bonus <laughs> uh he has been uh, playing very well and he also got few opportunities in the indian side uh but that didn't turn up that well for him but i feel this time uh, because asian games and the team is a very young and a new team so they are much more motivated to win and of course shivam dube has been so so good for csk this season uh yeah. at all positions that he was supposed to he came one down he came as a finisher he came uh 2 3 down and he he played so well in each and every position csk was just trying him in each and every spot that they could hmm. so that uh, they can fix their middle order sometimes their low middle order according to the game according to the situation of the match yeah so having shivam dubey in the side also gives you a extra bowler because he can bowl well Hmm. and we've seen that in the past so yeah of course his uh, inclusion in the team is no doubt a very very big bonus for us right and although you know batting has been uh, india's strength for a really long time now with washington sundar shapas ahmed and uh, ravi bishnoi we see a very good core of spinners as well and uh, this asian games can be uh, that platform you know for them to make a mark so uh, what did you make of uh, their inclusions and even you know in the larger context of things you definitely see them right in the scheme of things of course uh, talking about washington sundar or uh, ravi bishnoi um these guys have been very very uh what shall i say one of the uh finest uh, developments in the past few years i would say because mm. uh, we've seen sundar performing for india in many uh, on many platforms and on many occasions mm. 
and also with Ravi Bishnoi last time when he made his debut for India, he was very good with the ball, very very good with the ball, and in this season as well, uh, his bowling, his he was one of the uh, finest spinners that I saw this season, mm-hmm. and uh, even with Shabazz, Shabazz played exceptionally well for RCB, and uh, they he gave RCB that one. Uh, he actually after Yuzi Chahal, we we needed a spinner like an Indian spinner because um, we say because Indian pitches are more spinner friendly. So having Shabazz in the side was a very good idea for RCB, and he was groomed exceptionally well also. So these guys can uh, be a very very uh, core and important asset for the team. Uh, and Sundar can also be a very good finisher for you if you need it in crunch moments, in tough situations when you mm-hmm. need a, what, 30 or 25 from the last two overs. He can just come and hit and he, he might turn the tables as well. So it's really good to have uh, spinners like them in the side. Agreed. And uh, although, you know, India's playing level literally speaks for itself with the inclusion of such big names. Now, on the standby list as well, you have players like Yash Thakur, Sai Kishore, Venkatesh Ayer, Deepak Huda, and uh, B. Sai Sudarshan, right? Now, these are, again, domestic big wigs. Some of them have even played for India in the past. So, were you surprised that they actually did not make it to the major squad? Or do you think this was just the management's uh, tactic of bolstering the standbys in case something happens to the main players? Um... I feel they, uh, at least Venkatesh Ayer should have been, and also Sai Sudarshan. Hmm. Um, these two players, I feel they uh, were needed in the squad, if you ask me personally. Yeah. Because uh, they both have been very, very good in the domestic circuit. And Sai Sudarshan's game was so beautiful this season uh, in the IPL. So I felt they might have... Uh, they should have been in the main squad, but it's good uh, that uh, they are kept as a standby at least. So if at all something uh, happens here and there, they can just replace and you never know, they might uh, end, uh, end up winning the game. So it's very, very good to have them at least in the stand. Right. I mean, these are experienced players and uh, in case something untoward happens, we definitely have uh, brilliant reserves in uh, them. And even before the squad was announced, right, there were rumours that uh, Shikhar Dhawan would be made the captain and who would be leading a young squad. But his exclusion has again raised a lot of questions and his irrelevance uh, from the squad is also quite sad, right? So what did you uh, make of it for Shikhar Dhawan? Do you think this is the end of the road for him? And should he, you know, probably announce his retirement from all formats and just focus on IPL and domestic cricket? Uh, even I, it was shocking for me not to not see Shikhar Dhawan both in the Asian Games as well as in the 50-over World Cup squad. Um, because, uh, of course, the 50-over World Cup squad has not uh, been released yet. I am not sure of that. Yeah. But uh, Shikhar Dhawan should have been uh, the captain for these, what I feel. Because he is one, uh, he is one of those players who is very, very good in the T20 circuit. Of course, he's performed exceptionally well in the one day and the test. But T20 is something that makes Shikhar Dhawan what he is. Mm-hmm. So, and in such a, a stage, leading a young side and as a captain, you have so much of experience uh, playing internationally, domestically and uh, franchise leagues or all these kinds of stuff. Uh, it would have been really great to have Shikhar as a captain. But yeah, it is uh, extremely sad that a player like him with the caliber he has, he's not been given much chances that he deserves. Of course, a few of his performances uh, were not up to the mark in the previous uh, few years and few seasons. Um, that is what uh, made the D- uh, BCCI to take the decision. But I felt uh, Shikhar Dhawan deserved much more backing hmm. because the kind of player he is... Uh, this is not what he deserves. That's what I feel personally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was extremely sad for me to not see him uh, leading the side. Agreed. And the same, you know, can be said for even Bhubaneshwar Kumar, right? Now, he hasn't played for yeah. India since uh, that last year's T20 World Cup. Now, would yeah. his inclusion have really helped that young uh, pace battery and uh, further bolstered our prospects? 
of course bhuvneshwar kumar what shall i say about him he's one of the finest fast bowlers we have with us um in uh, in the present lot and uh, he is so calm and composed while he's playing as well so mm-hmm. that makes him something else and i think uh, his he is not playing in team india is initially i felt maybe the team management is trying other players and giving them chances like a siraj or maybe shami or any young fast bowler ashdeep singh for that matter but uh, i feel abhuneshwar kumar in such big tournaments is very crucial because he has the experience to bowl he has the experience to bowl in death especially mm-hmm. and uh, when you want to win matches while you're defending a big total or even if you're defending a smaller total you need your one of the experienced bowlers so that he can come in and bowl dot balls or yorkers in death which can and when a big bowler like a bhuvneshwar kumar or maybe a jaspreet bumrah mm-hmm. is bowling to you at an international level the pressure is felt by the batsmen themselves because these guys are huge mm-hmm. these guys uh, have been uh, playing for uh, india and winning matches since a very very long time yeah and their experience matters a lot rather they might not perform well uh, they have not performed well in the past few seasons i agree they they gave a lot of runs in this ipl as well i agree that but the kind of experience they come in with is something that should have been included in the squad because if you see the squad yeah we have uh, someone like uh, just a second uh, someone like uh, rahul tripathi per se or maybe washington sundar we you can say mm-hmm. but still uh, we need an experienced player in the squad who can not only uh, guide the team but also take that responsibility of being the most experienced player in the team and take the game forward in some situations you need that mm-hmm. so i feel having bhuvneshwar would have been really good but uh, i <laughs> i don't understand what the bcci is thinking about so yeah right i mean some selections will uh, continue to not uh, make sense and as you said you know uh, with the likes of uh, shikhar dhawan and bhuvi you know the kind of experience they have they could be considered for that uh, eventual world cup squad as well this is us being very optimistic but uh, yeah the other notable inclusions that we look at are that of prithvi shaw and sarshras khan right who don't seem anywhere in the reckoning in spite of their performances in domestic cricket that has been grabbing a lot of eyeballs so what did you make of their exclusion and everything that is transpiring for me i think prithvi shaw and sarshras khan both uh, of course sarshras khan has been performing really well in the domestic circuit no doubts about it his he's recently made what a 100 or a 200 i think i read recently he mm-hmm. he's playing exceptionally well um but uh, i have no clues why they do did they did not make it to the squad but what i feel is this squad more more looks like a, a playing 11 or a 15 member squad that bcci made from the performances based on the ipl that's yeah. what i feel mm-hmm. and uh, and in the ipl prithvi shaw and both sarfaraz khan were not one of the top performers so hmm. i feel that is one of the reasons and maybe they thought they are not in form to play though ipl is a fant- uh, it's a franchise cricket but still it is an international level game hmm. because you players from australia england south africa west indies all over the world come and play here in india so it is also an international tournament hmm. and i feel bcci might have thought that they might not be able to perform on an international stage because they have not been uh, especially in the ipl so i feel that might be one of the reasons for their exclusions and i i i think prithvi shaw could have made his spot even sarfaraz because mm-hmm. uh, prithvi shaw has been playing for a quite some time now and he's he's been on and off in the game for the past two or three years also yeah. the pandemic was one of the reasons but uh, he if uh, his numbers uh, if we see his numbers and his strike rate and everything his uh, he should have been in the squad but hmm. it's all the bcci who takes the decision <laughs> 
Absolutely. At the end of the day, it's all in uh, their hands. But here's hoping, you know, these two young Turks can uh, make a mark and, you know, uh, claw their way back into the setup as well. And uh, before we move on to uh, discuss and analyze more about the women's squad, what is the best playing eleven that you think we can field with this uh, 15-member uh, squad? Okay, so for me, the playing eleven would look like Ruturaj Gaikwad, Yashasvi Jaiswal. Mm-hmm. Um, Rahul Tripathi, uh, Tilak Verma, uh, Jitesh Sharma, Rinku Singh, Washington Sundar, Shabazz Ahmed, and Ravi Bishnoi. I think are the eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Avesh Khan also. Yes. Uh, or I might switch between. Uh, so it depends upon the game. Mm-hmm. If we need more, uh, if the pitch is more spinner friendly, then I would like to pre- uh, play three spinners. Instead of two. Okay. Uh, otherwise, I would go for Ashdeep and Avesh both because they both are very good. Hmm. Especially Ashdeep. He is a superstar. The way he bowled this season was something else. Hmm. Uh, his Yorkers were on point. For a, for a second, I, I felt that I'm seeing Jaspreet Bumrah um, bowling because uh, <laughs> he was that good. Yeah. So I think, yeah. But Ashdeep and Avesh will always be in my uh, fast bowlers list. Hmm. then they can be shuffled maybe by uh, the spinners be it Sundar or Shabazz or even Ravi Bishnoi for that matter. Right, that does look like a very formidable uh, playing 11 on paper and as you said, you know, they can experiment with combos uh, through the Asian Games thing as well, considering the sides we play, the conditions and everything. Basically, there's a lot to look uh, forward to when we talk about the men's event. And uh, let's, you know, now uh, take our focus to the women's squad. Again, we see quite an interesting squad. But uh, before we get to actually dissecting uh, the squad, let's look at one thing, right? The team management yet again has uh, shocked us with a lot of selections that uh, has raised again a lot of eyeballs as well. And the team management does require consistency with their uh, selections. So what did you make of all the very shocking uh, calls this time around? So for me, the women's squad this time looked like more more inclusion of new players, young players. Yeah. Uh, when you talk about uh, maybe an Amanjit, Amanjot Kaur or Devika Vedya, all these guys, for me, it's new to see them um, in the squad. And uh, yeah, but I feel the women's squad is a very good balance. It's a very good mix of experience and youth because having someone like a Harmanpreet or a Smriti, uh, Jamima as well, because hmm. Jamima and Shafali, though they are very young, but uh, they have been playing for India internationally for a really, really long time. Hmm. So it's good to have them. And uh, I feel the balance of the team is very, very nice. And I think this women's team can make some sparks and uh, <laughs> they, they, they actually seem to be one of the top teams in the tournament. Because uh, they have a really good balance. I agree. Because even in the Commonwealth Games, right, there were a lot of expectations riding on India. And, you know, going to that final itself was a very big thing. So, the Asian Games, I really shouldn't be a very tough uh, contest for us like the Asian, uh, like the Asia Cup uh, matches as well. Now, even when you look at the women's squad, it's a full-strength squad that's being led by Harman Preet Kaur. And unlike the men's squad, this is our strongest-looking uh, side, right? So, does it yeah. look uh, formidable to you as well? Yeah, for sure, for sure. As I mentioned earlier, because uh, the men's team is also very good in terms of everybody is individually brilliant, no doubts about it. And they have been performing for the respective franchises. Yeah. But in the women's team, uh, we come up with more of an experience in the side, which help, which will help a lot. Uh, and I always feel that when you're playing a major, major tournament, an international tournament, be mm-hmm. it an Asian Games or a World Cup or a World T20, anything, uh, having an experienced player in your side helps you a lot. Not only uh, in the game, in the match, but also in the environment that the team has. Because they have gone through such situations. They can help the youngsters um, recover from a loss. Because uh, for young people coming and playing their first game in the Asian Games, and they lose it or they don't, they don't perform it. Yeah. You need someone uh, 
experienced player to back them up to cheer them up to say no you it's fine it's okay to lose hmm. it's a game and everyone loses and that kind of a uh, experience comes in with uh, your senior players in the team yeah and with harman and smriti i feel uh, they are of course deepi sharma all uh, richa ghosh these guys have been in the uh, indian side for a for quite some time of course mm-hmm. harman and smriti are the experienced and the senior most so uh, it will be a very good uh, balance and the mix to watch how these girls uh, take up the challenge and uh, yeah maybe maybe win the tournament right and you've been speaking highly about uh, smriti mandana you have shifali varma and jenima rodriguez yeah. right now this yeah. is a very solid and good top 3 that can make the most of any okay. conditions we are seeing how they're performing in the bangladesh uh, series as well especially the likes yeah. of jenima rodriguez so what are your thoughts on how they might uh, fare in the series and their presence overall in the team as well they are uh, they are no less than a miracle i what i what i feel um Smriti is extremely good with the techniques. Extremely, her hand movement, her wrist movement, everything is very, very good. Hmm. And she has performed on larger stages as well in the World Cup, in the World T Twenty. Any given tournament, Smriti has been one of the consistent players in the women's team. Yes. What I feel, hmm. and even with Shafali and Jamima, they both are really, really young. and at a very young age how they took the responsibility of playing in the indian team is something that is incredible and um, they this top 3 if uh, the best thing the best part about this top 3 if if one of the person fails a particular day there are two other to just make the team uh, 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 take the team to a comfortable space like no we are here okay mm-hmm. we'll bat on from here we'll build a partnership it is very rarely seen that the team collapses within a 60 or 70 runs or something of that sort it is very rare to see usually what we see is chalo if we uh, one wicket has fallen for what 10 or 20 runs then we have other two bats uh, batsmen to just take on the game from there and build a partnership and they know how to uh, so even if it's a t20 format what i feel is uh, it is very important to build crucial partnerships Hmm. Uh, if it's a 20 over format then a 50 or 60 red partnership between two or three players it's very important because that is what will help you at the end when you are defending that total hmm. and even if you're chasing it a good partnership in between especially in the middle overs it's very very important if you keep losing the wickets in the middle overs um the situation will get even tough so with the top 3 i feel uh, the opening partnership or maybe the one down if if anybody if anybody gets out the top 3 is pretty pretty strong so i feel yeah these guys can make the most of any any situation no doubts about it absolutely they are a very formidable uh, top 3 and to give them ample support you have the likes of amanjot kaur and devika vaidya right now these are uh, names that have really shined in the recent uh, past and uh, they continue to you know prove why they deserve to be in the team as well so how pleased were you with uh, their selections and uh, time for them to make that bigger impact and seal their places eventually oh yeah it is very very good uh... to see these young players coming in and playing for india also i would like to make this point because we were talking about how youngsters are coming into the side i feel this year's uh, women's ipl that happened gave much more opportunities to young women cricketers which was lacking hmm. so and from there uh, a lot of people got a platform to showcase how well they can play and uh, amanjot and devika they have been playing really well and uh, i'm i'm happy to see that there is a very good uh, selection overall of the team because uh, it is important to uh, bring in youngsters hmm. and groom them with the senior players in the side so yeah. yeah it is a very good selection that i see 
Right. And uh, earlier too, you mentioned how, you know, there's a good mix of like youth and experience and, uh, you know, keeping that youth quotient alive is that of Minu Mani, Uma Chetri and yeah. uh, Anusha Bharati, right, who have uh, also yeah. been playing really well uh, for their domestic sides and quite deservingly got the call-ups for India during this Bangladesh series as well. And I think yeah. what is quite refreshing to see is the management's faith, you know, in their abilities and, uh, you know, continuing to persist with them is obviously a welcome uh, step in the right direction. So what are your thoughts on uh, their presence here? I absolutely agree with agree with what you say and it's very important uh, to keep that faith and belief in your young players so that they don't feel that we are lacking somewhere. They yeah. will uh, they are just coming on to um, playing for the uh, for the Indian side or maybe for the um, franchise whatever they were playing for or maybe in the domestic circle they are young they are just coming up with their lot of, lots and lots of ambitions and hopes to perform well for the country mm-hmm. and to give them that faith uh, that yes we are here to back you up no matter what even if you don't play well we are here with you mm-hmm. is very important and I feel uh, getting a call for the Bangladesh series was a good um, thought and a good uh, a good step by the management because mm-hmm. this will give them uh, exposure to the international cricket circuit as well um, yeah. because coming up with the Asian games they might have to play with other countries like of course Bangladesh will be one of them and uh, Sri Lanka or maybe a Pakistan and they should know how to uh, adapt to the situations quickly and it is a very good uh, uh, step taken by the management to give them this kind of faith and uh, believe in their abilities. Absolutely. And uh, although, you know, we've had some really good additions that we've been raving about, there's still the likes of Pooja Vastrakar and Harleen Diol, right, who are also a part of the Bangladesh series right now, who have been uh, dropped down to, you know, standby options, which came as quite a surprise to a lot of us. And uh, Yastika Bhatia completely misses out. So these three exclusions did not quite make sense to me. But how did you process uh, their exclusions? Yes. So, uh, I feel uh, Pooja and uh, Harleen both, um, they they deserve to be in the squad. Mm-hmm. And uh, because Pooja has been very, very good. Even Harleen, in the past two or three years, the performance graph has just grown. And I feel they should have been here. But I feel uh, also the team management uh, wants to try out newer players in that spot and give more and more opportunities to the younger lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe that might be one of the reasons why they did not um, go for a Pooja Vastrakar, Harleen Devan, even for Yastika. Um, but still, I feel they they made a spot for themselves in the squad because uh, I, I really feel uh, the way Pooja bowls uh, is very very different and especially in uh, I think the last T20 World Cup that we played Pooja's mm-hmm. performance was very good and keeping someone like that who performed so well in a international tournament is something that uh, that that is hurting me <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. I feel uh, let I, I hope that these young players who are replacing uh, the senior ones can make an impact and yeah make us win <laughs> i mean eventually that is the goal you know like whoever's playing uh, really should ensure that india wins most of the games and uh, yeah. even when you look at Richard Ghosh and Rajeshwari Gaikwad, who were suddenly uh, sidelined, not selected for this Bangladesh series, now they find their way uh, back into the squad. And this also raises the question of, you know, the team management having to be more uh, consistent, you know, with uh, their selection so that the core group doesn't get uh, affected. Mm-hmm. So what are your reflections on this? I feel, uh, of course, uh, if you are, fig- if you set a particular team uh, after a really long time your tempo is set the bond between the players is set you should not make changes quite often but also I feel uh, the management is looking to manage the workload of the players because these players are playing all around the uh, year Mm -hmm. 
and uh, i feel they uh, just wanted to do some workload management might be it might be possible that that's why they they thought chalo let's give chance to some young players on behalf of them hmm. and but richa and rajeshwari both coming back to the side is a very very good um indication because as i said experience is what makes the team and these people have that experience richa can bat extremely extremely well hmm. and rajeshwari with her ball oh it's so good to see her always whenever she bowls she has a very different kind of bowling style and which which literally tricks the players hmm. so it's it's so good to see her play absolutely now even when we look at the first edition of uh, the women's premier league there were some expectations that you know it would help the management uncover some unheralded stars and you know domestic players who've been making the waves and it certainly did right now you had the likes of uh, shreyanka patel who uh, was a consistent performer has been doing extremely well in age group cricket as well has been selected to play for the cpl but uh, did not uh, find her name in the bangladesh uh, series squad or even for uh, this one and the same can be said for even saika ishak right so what did you make of uh, the management's you know, thought process in not including players of this caliber and uh, saving them for <laughs> perhaps something better yeah of course um... i feel uh, women's premier league this season gave a very good uh, platform to these young women cricketers in india which was missing of course men's cricket had this uh, stage and performance uh, platform to come and showcase and this season was something uh, very very different and till last year we used to have two or three games of women ipl but this season uh, this year we had a dedicated season for the women's premier league as well mm-hmm. and players like ashreyanka patel or maybe saika ishak anyone who who has been performing so well who performed so well in the series in the tournament um i feel management might have thought about their selection as well um uh, but as you said i think they want them to keep for some uh, something good something better than this Mm-hmm. uh but i feel uh, the kind of performance and the impact that these guys left on the viewers as well as on the uh, uh management they they are surely going to make their debut very very soon inside absolutely and, uh, yeah they are so good <laughs> i agree because these are really good players who will uh, continue to you know perform well in various editions of the women's premier league and even in their uh, domestic setup as well and talking of another player who's really caught our attention has to be kanika hoja right now she has finally made her way uh, through the squad now she's an all-rounder who certainly could not be ignored and uh, she will definitely be a handy addition to the side and many even consider her as this next big thing in uh, the women's game as well so what do you think about her uh, career trajectory and the progression that she has made in the past few months oh it's so good to see her, uh, someone like kanika puja in the squad because uh, i feel in a t20 format you need to have very strong all-rounders to back you up in any situation uh suppose uh, if the match is tough you need a bo- you need a wicket taking option they are there to help you out come and take a wicket and if you need a finisher or someone to just finish the game or get the team across the line it's it's very very important to have a perfect uh, all-rounder in the side and she yeah. has been performing exceptionally well in the past few months hmm. as you mentioned and yeah i think uh eventually she can be a part of or she will be uh she can be included in the indian team and uh, her uh, performance and her way of playing the game is very very good to see so yeah i i i am looking forward for her to play for the indian team 
Exactly. And she is definitely one of those uh, positives to, you know, watch out for in the uh, future as well. And even the squad, right, announced for this Asian Games, it leaves us with a lot of uh, questions unanswered. But I think the most uh, baffling bit certainly has to be uh, when you, you know, analyze India's pace battery. Now, India's best bowler in the past 12 months or so, especially in the absence of a legend like Julan Goswami, is that of Renuka Singh Thakur, right? Now, she's nowhere near the squad, even in the Bangladesh series, she was quite shockingly omitted. And uh, you don't even have uh, Shika Pandey in that squad, who's again a very experienced uh, pacer and brings in a lot of variations that can definitely help the team prospects. So again, what did you think that, uh, you know, for some, was some of the reasons that could have led to their uh, exclusion? Um, Renuka and Shikha both are one of the finest pacers of a women's team that we have right now. As you mentioned, after uh, Julin Goswami uh, took her retirement, uh, these were the two pacers who India would lean upon in uh, tricky situations. And ha- not having them uh, in such a big tournament is something that I am skeptical, uh, skeptical about too. So, um, I cannot predict, I cannot tell the reason uh, why the management took this decision. Um, but I certainly feel there might be some thought process behind uh, taking such a hard decision because even the management knows how crucial um, Shikha and Renuka both are for the team. Because they are the, as as you mentioned, they are the pace batteries for the Indian team. Hmm. And uh, without them, the bowling lineup would be a bit tricky because there are there are really good bowlers that we have in our side but the tinge of experience would be missing in the bowling uh, uh bowling side uh, in the bowling mm-hmm. uh, the bowling side of the team so i hope that uh, we get to see them play soon and uh, yeah Absolutely. If not this Asian Games, here's hoping, you know, the management has still kept them in the scheme of things because both are extremely talented, you know, uh, swing bowlers who can really <laughs> swing things in um, India's favour as well. And talking about exclusions, you know, Sne Rana and Dayalan Hemalata were other exclusions that were again quite shocking and no one really yeah. saw that uh, coming. So why do you think this duo was left out? Um, I feel... Uh... See, you can't accommodate the bunch of people who's playing well. You can't, you can't accommodate each and every one in the squad, right? Yeah. And uh, I feel uh, with, with both men's and women's team, BCC this time wanted a much more uh, fresher and a newer squad for the Asian Games. Um, as I mentioned, for the men's team as well, there are, there are just the young boys. Uh, in women's team, yes, a uh, balance of experience and youngsters is really well. But still, uh, you see, the youth is more. Hmm. Uh, the future of uh, women's cricket is more. You can see the youngsters more in the side. Yeah. And uh, I feel this is one kind of a strategy that BCCI is planning and they want the younger players to go out and show their talent on a global platform. Hmm. So I feel that might be one of the reasons why... Um, Snehrana and uh, Hemalata both might have been excluded. But yeah, it was quite shocking for me as well because uh, they are wonderful, wonderful players and they have been uh, performing for India uh, consistently. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, continuing this narrative on uh, the selections now. According to me, you know, the selections got even more perplexing because uh, now you don't have Pooja Vastrakar in that setup. She's uh, again, you know, in that standby list. You have Anjali Sarvani and, uh, you know, Titus Sadhu, who are the only other pacers in the squad, while Amanjot Kaur can definitely uh, chip in as well. So do you think this is still that half-baked pace attack? It reeks of inexperience. Or are you still optimistic to see a whole different performance considering the oppositions are not going to be as strong? Uh, I feel uh, the squad is pretty balanced as of now. Um, yeah, we can uh, be a bit uh, spect- uh, skeptical about 
how these youngsters are going to come and perform yeah. but for now uh, if we look on paper the squad looks pretty decent hmm. and yes no doubts about it uh, indians team is uh, pretty strong um comparison to other sides and uh, there is a bit of an experience in the side but to balance it out there is a lot of experience as well hmm. that comes in with the senior players so it will be a good uh, mix to watch and uh, i'm i'm extremely extremely looking forward for the asian games because this squad is uh, very different for me to hmm. see and i i'm 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 looking forward to it i have nothing else to say but i'm i'm very much looking forward to it right. how will these guys play that's actually pretty true you know that there is so much to look forward to irrespective of some of the questionable uh, selection calls that have happened here and now you know with the bcci finally fielding a uh, men's and women's team there's obviously uh, there's a sense of excitement and so much to uh, look forward to but how happy are you to see them you know compete at this stage and do you think this could potentially be a chance to you know lay our hands on silverware and establish our hegemony at the uh, center stage a very very good decision that uh, bcci has taken and i'm extremely extremely happy to see uh, that they will be competing and uh, it is i feel this is one step ahead it's just the bare minimum that bcci could have done uh, <laughs> it's a um what shall i say it's a baby step that has uh, that bcci has taken towards the future of indian cricket Hmm. and i'm extremely happy to see this happen absolutely and uh, as we reach the end of our discussion as well do you have any final thoughts or a message for our listeners uh first of all it was really really wonderful talking to you about cricket and uh, this whole conversation was very uh, analytical i would say even it for from uh, for the past two or three weeks even i was not that updated about the what's happening what's not happening i should have been i know mm-hmm. but uh, this gave me a complete uh, overview of what's happening and uh, i am really happy talking to you about cricket because uh, yeah that's what we bond over as you said in the beginning yeah so keep uh, my only message for the listeners will be keep listening to never on the back foot and uh, watch cricket and yeah it was lovely speaking to you <laughs> thank you so much nichita i'm glad you know we could bring our uh, passion and love for the game uh, through this podcast episode with uh, you wonderfully articulated the ideas you had in mind and you know the squads that we have in place look quite formidable and there is obviously you know so much to look forward to as we've been uh, you know talking through the episode as well and on that note i'd like to talk about things on this episode thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and you know here's hoping i can have you back on the podcast and we can have a lot of lovely <laughs> conversations about cricket of the podcast as well and uh, until next time stay safe and take care bye thank you so much bye bye cheers last but not the least thank you so much listeners for tuning into this episode and for your unstinted support please follow and press the bell icon on spotify and subscribe to the podcast on google podcasts for the latest episode updates and stay tuned do check out @rate never on the back foot on instagram and @rate never on the back one on twitter for the latest facts terminology retweets fresh tweets and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season just for you the podcast is also available on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify anchor overcast and many other platforms so please do spread the word until next time stay safe and take care listeners bye for now